1: Bruce Nolan is standing by. Hey, Wacky Bruce.
0: Coming to you from an undisclosed location, this is the Bruce Exclusive. And here's your host, Bruce Nolan.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome another edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to the final edition of the Bruce Exclusive live on the Spotify Greenroom platform. I will kind of keep you guys up to up to breast of what is going on in the Bruce exclusive live uh, realm moving forward. And we will see whether or not Bruce decides to do anything in the live show, but this is the last show on this particular platform. And I thought we would finish with a bang. And what we're going to do is we are essentially going to do the same exercise that we did multiple times leading up to the 2021 NFL draft. And what we did there was we brought on listeners live to make mock draft picks based on who was still on the board. We're going to do the same thing, but we're going to do it with a 53-man roster projection. So here's the way this exercise is going to work. For those of you who are listening live on Spotify Green Room at the time of this recording, it's about 7.02 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday evening, the 15th. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you on. I am going to give you the position group that you are going to be outlining. And I am going to give you the number of players you get to keep. I am going to tell you right up front, hey, you only get to keep X amount of this player. Now you have to tell me. So that means you can't cheat. You can't say, well, I got wide receiver, I'm going to keep eight. So I don't have to make any tough decisions. I am going to make you make tough decisions by telling you, you only get this amount. And then when you're done, I'm going to ask you, why'd you do that? Why this guy over this? It's going to be fun. We're going to have a great conversation and I'm excited about it. So at the very end of this conversation, I am going to let you in on a little surprise as to what it is that I've got going for you a week from Friday. So on Friday, the 23rd, there's going to be a surprise in your podcast feed. And I'm going to tell you what that's going to be at the end of this episode. That's right. You have to stick around. Or, I mean, if you're live, you have to stick around. If you're listening to a podcast, I guess technically you could just jump all the way to the end if that's all you cared about. But you wouldn't do that to me. You would listen to the whole thing because you love me. So without further ado, let's dive in to the 53-man 2021 Buffalo Bills roster projection. Let's start off right off the bat with E.B. E.B., my good man. You are on with Bruce. How are you doing, dude? Good evening, Bruce. I'm well. How are you? I am fantastic. Are you ready to pick quarterbacks, E.B.? You're, you're you're picking me for quarterbacks. I'm picking I'm you hitting. for quarterbacks. All right. We're doing it, okay? Well, let's start. Quarterbacks, out with number <laughs> number one most shocking would be Mr. Allen. Mr. Allen.
3: Um, Trubisky just makes sense. Okay, who's your third? And then I think, given pick. given everything with COVID and possible, maybe they just do the same thing with Fromm again and put him off site.
2: And there's your three. Okay. Alan Trubisky from now tell me why from over web? Is it just the draft pick investment? Is it just because that what they would did last year. Why from over web?
3: Yeah, maybe just for similarity purposes last year. Um, I've always thought web could just kind of be a cut slash bring him onto the coaching staff, you know?
2: Absolutely. I know that you know Davis Webb has been someone who the coaching staff has lauded for his leadership abilities, his ability to organize workouts. All that stuff's valuable as a third quarterback, but quite frankly, it's valuable as a practice squad guy too. And it's not like they haven't exposed him to waivers before and had somebody even sniff interest. So if nobody's really even sniffed interest, then I'm not going to worry about it. All right, EB. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. All right, moving along. We are going to do running backs, and the number for running backs is going to be four. The number for running backs is four, and to do that, we are going to bring on my man Sterling, Sterling Furrow, co-host of the Cover One Podcast Network's Hoof Podcast. It's going to be great. Sterling, are you ready
4: for four running backs? You know I'm ready, Bruce. Let's do this, man. All right, man. Who are your four? Hit me. All right, so we're gonna go: Zach Moss one, Devin Singletary two, Matt Breida three, and Taiwan Jones four. Okay. So let me ask you: You decided
2: to go Taiwan Jones. Obviously, it's a special teams move. Moss, Singletary, Breida. Is there something to you saying Moss number one and Singletary number two? Is there anything there, or was it just a yeah? It's, uh, it's alphabetical order between Moss and Singletary. Do you think Sing- Moss is going to be the lead guy, or is it just the guy you came to first?
4: No, I think Moss is going to be the lead guy. I just think if you look at last season, how Moss was coming on and how much, you know, the snap counts that he were getting. And plus in the playoffs, you know, they were kind of relying on him a little more than Devin Singletary. Um, and I don't think it was injury-related either. I just think they feel like maybe Moss gives him a little bit more at the position. So, you know, I'm a big Devin Singletary fan. But uh, I think they're going to give it to Zach Moss. So that's why I specifically said Moss 1, Singletary 2. Antonio Williams, a practice squad candidate for you? Did you
2: give him any consideration in the number four spot? No, not, not, no. Mm-mm. Oh, man, that's, that's, that's interesting. You know, he's been kind of a buzzy name. And so to, to hear you dismiss it a little bit when it comes to it, is it just – is it just that you just think that Taiwan Jones is one of the best gunners in the league and he deserves a spot? Because Antonio Williams, obviously, he could, make his, he could make his claim for the roster on special teams. Is it just that you think Taiwan Jones is that good as a gunner? Because I'll level with you. That's where I'm at. Where yeah. I'm at is Taiwan Jones is one of the best gunners in the league, and we should keep him for that spot.
4: Absolutely. And we know the emphasis McDermott places on special teams. So, I mean, they brought him back for a reason a couple of years ago. So I think he's, he's definitely uh, in play. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, bro. Moving along. We found a
2: gentleman who is here with me, Mr. Joe Marino, from the Locked On Bills podcast and the Draft Network, has decided to jump on and spend this time with me. Joe, how you doing, dude? Bruce, what's going on, dude, man? I normally have a
5: 7 o'clock appointment every single Thursday, but today it was canceled.
2: So I had to hop in here for your final live recording. Thanks so much, man. The stars lined up. The fates have aligned. And you're in time just to be able to make difficult decisions on the wide receiver room because you only have six spots. I know you want seven. I want seven. But part of the exercise is to force the people who are doing it to make tough decisions. So you can only pick six for the wide receiver room. What you doing? Well, I think you gotta start with Lance Lenore
5: and Tanner Gentry as Ross, but Brandon Powell, Jake Kumaro. <laughs> there's value yes. in cutting digs, right? They could save some cash. No, dude, Absolutely. so all right. I'll be serious. Uh Stefan Diggs is one, Cole Beasley is two, Gabriel Davis is three, Emmanuel Sanders is four, Isaiah McKenzie is five. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of think that's like sorta set in stone. And unless there's an injury I think those five players are definitely in. And I was hopeful that you would allow me to go seven here, but oh. you, you did the three-quarterback thing, and I think that probably was prohibitive to getting that seventh receiver on the roster. So now I have a tough decision to make. We have Marquez Stevenson, the draft pick out of Houston, that gives you some returnability, at least in the kick return asset. You have Isaiah Hodgins, who's been a darling, it seems, like every chance he gets to put on a helmet. And Kumaro, who gives you a veteran special teams ability, oh boy. I'll tell you what, I'll get it down to Hodgins and Stevenson. And I'm going to go with Hodgins as wide receiver six, because in this scenario, it's my belief that Isaiah McKenzie handles your punt return duties, and Stevenson's more of a practice squad candidate that um, hopefully can clear waivers and they can groom and develop maybe as a Isaiah McKenzie
2: replacement in time. So the reason why I went with six receivers here is not because I want them to do that and not even necessarily because I think they're going to. I'm trying to create the numbers that create the interesting discussions. So I went with three quarterbacks specifically because I wanted there to be a from or web. I went with six receivers because I wanted people to have to go, okay, I know it's easy to do seven. And we're going to do that throughout this discussion. We're Spoiler alert, we're not going to keep 10 defensive linemen, which is another no. thing that we, thought, thought we talked about. So we're going to do this specifically because we want there to be interesting conversation around the defensive line, offensive line, wide receiver, quarterback. I'm, I picked the numbers specifically so that there will be an interesting decision that needs to be made at the bottom of this roster. So let me ask you, Joe. You said that Diggs, Beasley, Davis, Sanders, McKenzie. You think it's – It's pretty much set. What is it that makes you think that McKenzie is essentially a roster lock when there's other people around there who just don't think he is? What is it that makes you think that he's a lock? Is it just because he's the only person on our team who's ever returned punts in a Buffalo (laughs) Bills uniform before? Is that what it is? What is it that makes you think, yes, he's in. Is it the integral part to the gadget game on offense? What is it that makes you think, yes, Absolutely, this guy who we re-signed later in the offseason ends up being a lock for the roster. Well, I think him
5: being part of the roster for this will be going into his third season and him kind of claiming more and more of a role as his time on the team has went on and some of the flashes down the stretch last year, I think, contribute to that. Feels like Josh Allen likes him a lot. Feels like Brian Dable likes him a lot. Uh, He brings energy to the locker room. He said he would play for candy as payment. You know, he buys in. And and so I think that combined with all of the messaging to this point indicating that they like Isaiah McKenzie and they continue to bring him back and he's won every challenge that he's been faced. I mean, it feels like he's been in this situation year after year and he continues to be the favorite selection of the coaching staff. And so I just don't know that there is a player that – tells me something about them that would lead me to believe that they would make the team over McKenzie, especially when you add in the fact that he does those gadgety type things for this offense.
2: We should start calling Isaiah McKenzie destiny's child because he's a survivor and they'd be very (laughs) proud of it. Yes. Well done. I am full of the puns, Joe. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, sir. We are going to move along. Henry, you are here with Bruce Nolan, you're going to do tight ends, man, and we have four of them to select. I would prefer not to keep four. I'd prefer to keep three, but again, the entire purpose of this is to have interesting discussions for the bottom of the roster decisions, so you've got to pick four tight ends for me. My man, what's it going to be, Henry?
3: All right, so I think first off, Dawson Knox... And Jacob Hollister, I think, will make this team. I mean, I just think Dawson Knox, he has, I think he'll have a good year this year. I don't know why. I just think he'll have a really good year because I feel like if we can utilize his athleticism, he could be really, really good with us. And especially if he starts catching the ball better, that he's a good good player. I think also Tommy Sweeney might make it because I think he's definitely a good blocker. And I did I did mention Hollister, correct?
2: You did. You have Knox, Hollister, Sweeney, which means you've got to pick one from Gilliam, Becker, and Morris.
3: Um, Right now, I'm kind of thinking Gilliam because, I mean, I haven't heard a lot about Morris and Nate Becker I haven't heard a lot about. And I know that Gilliam, he was our fullback last year, and he could also be used as kind of that H-back a little bit. So maybe you could use him as your fourth tight end and just let him be sort of your blocker. And also, he provides that special teams
2: ability as well. Okay, so this is the interesting bottom of the roster question for this. If Zach Ertz ends up becoming a Buffalo Bill, as has been speculated about widely for what seems like forever, which one of these tight ends doesn't make it? Sweeney or Gilliam?
3: Personally, I would say Gilliam because I've seen Sweeney, and I think he has a little more upside i love gilliam don't get me wrong but i think sweeney is as good of a blocker plus also he's been like coming out of college i remember he was known for being like great with his hands and being like a pretty solid like catcher as well so i mean it's like if you can utilize that on this like some short yardage situations so then it would just be knox hollister sweeney and Ertz. i mean that would be a pretty solid tight end room right there
2: all right Henry, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining me. Sir, sure, Thank you for having me.
3: Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work.
2: right along and we're going to be up on the offensive line in fact you know what folks we've got enough that if you want to hop back in line again i might be able to have you do a separate group so go ahead and hop back in line because we've got a couple people in the queue but i don't think we've got enough people in the queue to fill up all of them so go ahead and hop back in line too jack my man you are on with bruce and you're going to do offensive line how you doing dude Uh. I'm doing great, man. How are you doing, Bruce? It's a party all the time. Disco balls, dancers, the whole thing, man. If I was doing better, they would lock me away, think I was crazy. (laughs) They'd be like, Bruce is having too much fun, man. We can't handle this. So you've got nine offensive linemen. All right. You can pick nine. Hit me with it. Let's go.
6: All right. Well, I mean, you got the top five, pretty obvious. We got, um, you know, uh, Dawkins, Feliciano, Morse, um, Ford, And uh, Williams. So there you got your your starting five. Um, So I think they'll keep, um, definitely keep Brown as their swing slash backup or tackle. And I'm going to say Butker. Uh, Ooh, who is that last one?
2: So here are your options at this point. You've already said Morse, Dawkins, Williams, Feliciano, Ford. You have Bates, Jordan, Devy, Bobby Hart, Jamil Douglas, of course, Lamp, Tommy Doyle, draft pick, Jack mm-hmm. Anderson, draft pick, Cyrus Tutele and Steven Gonzalez. The, the way this is,
6: the way I have this laid out right now, if, if I'm kind of thinking you need an interior guy, and I'm almost leaning towards Lamp. However. I do like the fact that Bates can play anywhere on that line. So I think I would go with Bates.
2: Okay. You've got eight that you've picked. You've got Dawkins, Feliciano, Morse, Ford, Williams, Brown, Becker, and Bates. You've got one more, and you've got Bobby Hart, Jamil Douglas, Lamp, Tommy Doyle, Jack Anderson, Tutele, and Steven Gonzalez to pick one.
6: Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to go with that other the other draft pick, uh, Doyle.
2: Okay, Doyle.
6: I, so I, seventh I kinda... round
2: draft pick, Jack Anderson, ends up getting cut. Yes. Forrest Lamp, who has been getting a little bit of buzzy because of his high draft pedigree, he gets cut. Yep. That's okay. the one I was stuck on. And you know what? That's the, that's the one that I want people to get stuck on with this exercise. Because they have to start to balance the fact that this team – is no longer required to keep all their draft picks. They can, Correct. but they don't have to. So Tommy Doyle, I, I do agree with you. I do think Tommy Doyle is going to make this team. But Jack Anderson, there's nothing saying Jack Anderson has to make this team. He was a seventh-round pick. He doesn't have Correct. to make this team. It's the same thing with Marquez Stevenson that Joe Marino just talked about when we were having discussion about the wide receivers. We're no longer at the spot where draft picks have to make the team. One of the things I think is interesting is that certain franchises hold up their record of draft picks making the team like it's a badge of honor. Well, we drafted seven people. Five of them ended up having significant playing time. As rookies, that's an amazing draft class. Is it? Is it an amazing draft class? Or did you just not have a very talented roster? Which one is those things? We used to hold that up, sometimes even as Bills fans, as if that was some sort of badge of honor. We would say things like, "Gosh, we drafted seven players. We drafted three starters. Look at us go!" Yeah, but were they good starters? Were they starters because they were good players, or are they starters because your team sucked? Which Such one of those Coach things was it? Yes, Co Simpson. I mean, he's famous after all. Don't you know who he is? He's Co Simpson. <laughs> so, Jack, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for doing offensive you line. You got man. it. Catch you later, dude. All right, we're moving around. Matt, you are on with Bruce. You're going to do defensive line, man. How you doing?
1: Oh, can't complain. Or if I
2: could, I shouldn't. Well, I mean, who <laughs> would listen if you, you, you doing, did, me? right? I mean, let's be honest, you'd just be yelling into the ether. There's, we guess, a, a little some some Bill's content creation with a dab of nihilism right here in the Bruce exclusive. <laughs> so, you also have nine to choose from. Nine defensive okay. linemen, Matt. The floor is yours.
1: Okay. So we're definitely keeping Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, A.J. Epinesa. Um, I think Boogie Basham and Greg Urso are both going to end up making the 53. So I'm at five now. You're five now. Three to go. Um, Vernon Butler, uh, we restructured his contract, and I don't think they would have done that if they planned on cutting him. Um, So with that restructure, I think he's – Pretty set to make the roster this year. Um, Star Latulele and Ed Oliver are going to be my last two for the D-line.
2: All right, now you have eight. You get one more. You have Hughes, Addison, oh, okay. Epinesa, Basham, Rousseau, Butler, Lotulele, and Oliver, which means you got one more to go. Then last, I think I'm going to take Harrison Phillips. Okay. So, you were forced to take nine, which forced you to make some difficult decisions. Here are three players that didn't make your team that we've seen on 53-man roster projections in the past. Daryl Johnson, F.A. Obada, and Justin Zimmer. Tell me why Daryl Johnson, F.A. Obada, and Justin Zimmer didn't make it for your cut. Um, Justin
1: Zimmer, I think he... He definitely showed a lot. I just think we have other guys that show more um, specifically for tackle. I think um, Harrison Phillips is kind of the main other young guy we had playing one tech. So I think we keep him just to see if there's anything uh, he can show to hopefully take up after star. Um, So that's why I kept him over Justin Zimmer um FA Obada, I think uh he was big and had a lot of the size and length that we were looking for, but I think uh Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham both also have those qualities. And I know you just got through saying that you don't want to just add someone or we don't have to add someone just because they were in the draft, but They were picked one and two, and I think that's Mm. why they took them, was for the size and the length. Um, So I think they'll make the roster over F.A. Obada And who is the last one?
2: Okay, F.A. Obada, Justin Zimmer, and Daryl Johnson.
1: Um, Daryl Johnson, I honestly just don't know as much about as a player, so he kind of just wasn't in my head personally.
2: All right. Matt, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Moving right along. Mr. Inevitable himself, Randy, is here with me. Randy, you're going to do linebackers, man. So you're muted right now, so make sure you take off your mute. But you are going to do linebackers, and you've specifically got six of them. You've got to pick six linebackers. I'm going to make it you know, making it a little tough for you. you got to keep six. We've got some linebacker depth this year that we didn't historically have. What are you going to go with, Randy?
7: Well, the obvious, you have uh, Milano, Edmonds, and I think A.J. Klein still has a place in the team for this year. Uh, after that, I think uh, Madikavich for special teams. Uh, I think Dodson actually has a pretty good lock on having a spot. And um, what
2: are the other options that are left? i got one left, right? So you've got one spot left, and you've got Andre Smith, Tyrell Adams, Markel Lee, Mike Bell, and Joe Giles-Harris. I'm taking Adams. You're taking Adams. Now, talk to me. The, I think a lot of people think Milano, Edmonds, climbs, Madikavish. A lot of people think those are the four, which means essentially right. you've got Dodson, Smith, Tyrell Adams, Markel Lee, Mike Bell... Joe Giles-Harris, why Dodson and Adams versus Andre Smith, Markel Lee, Mike Bell, specifically Andre Smith, who was a former Panther, who came aboard, who got re-signed to a two-year deal. Why do you think he doesn't make it? Is it just because you've already got another special teamer in Tyler Matakiewicz? Because we also lost a four-phase special teams player last phase in the defensive line room when Daryl Johnson got cut by Mike. So tell me why Dodson and Adams, why those two behind the four that a lot of people think are going to make it with Milano, Edmonds, Klein and Madagascar.
7: Well, I think Dodson makes it because he can play all three positions. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got, he's got versatility to play, you know, both outsides, Sam and, and will. Plus he played a little bit of Mike too. So if Milano goes down, if Edmonds happens to go down for a little bit, he can fill into any of those spaces. Adams also, even though I know the tackles in Houston don't mean anything, you know, as much as some people might think, but he also has the ability to play a couple different positions, and there's nothing saying that either one of those two can't play special teams. So, and I believe Dodson does play special
2: teams anyway, or at least he did, if I recall. Now, let me ask you something. I want to see if you're on board with me on this. So I like Tyrell Adams as a backup linebacker. I like him as a third linebacker. There's certain moments of my life where I prefer Tyrell Adams as a third linebacker on the field to AJ Klein is, am I just way over hyped on Tyrell Adams where I think he could be a third or fourth linebacker and not the sixth linebacker on the roster?
7: No, no, I don't think so at all. I mean, I think getting meaningful snaps, you know, as a starter in the NFL, it does have value. And he did that in Houston. I mean, it's a bad team. Yeah. Yeah but he still played and he played at a at a decent level so I don't think that can be overstated um, and if you know like I said if, if somebody were to go down or he might just outplay an AJ Klein you know there's no, there's nothing saying that AJ Klein is definitely going to be a top three it's more than likely as you like to say it's more
2: probable but it's not it's not definitive so anything's possible and that's why I love anything's possible Randy I appreciate it man thanks for joining me for linebackers no problem. We are chugging right along. This is going smoothly, ladies and gentlemen. This is smooth like butter. Andy, you are on with me. Andy, my good man, you are going to do something that is very near and dear to my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, the cornerbacks, the best position on the field. Clearly, we all know that. And Andy is going to help me pick five cornerbacks to make this roster. Andy, five cornerbacks. What you doing?
6: Well, first of all, Bruce, for the last time, my man, the man, Bruce Nolan, K Paso, what's going down? What it is?
2: Andy, I'm gonna miss that, my man.
6: I, I hope you know, get that Anyway, I have, I have five, I have five here. So we're gonna go Trey White. We're gonna go Sierra Neal.
2: We're gonna go Dane Jackson uh Levi Wallace and Rashad Wild. Oh my goodness gracious you cut Taryn Johnson. So I'm gonna go with something that you've said before, uh, particularly particularly with regard to turnovers is that they're not necessarily predictive
6: and they're kind of random. So yes oh. Taryn Johnson has had a lot of big plays, well not maybe a lot, but there' are two that we remember right uh, but outside of that, I think he's been pretty mediocre, and I think that the purpose of drafting Wild Goose was because maybe the Bills are on the fence about uh, re-signing Taron Johnson after, what is it, his contract expires after this year or next year, I forget.
2: After this year, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so the reason I picked five corners as the number is because I wanted people to have to make a call between Saran Neal – and some of the other special teamers up there, right? Saran Neal versus Elijah Griffin. Saran Neal, Nick McLeod. Saran Neal, you know, Rashad Wildgruce. Saran Neal, Cam Lewis, things like that. Turns out, I, I got the completely opposite response, and Andy went and cut himself some Taryn Johnson. That is, hands down, the biggest bombshell of this exercise thus far. So you know what? It's not my thing. It's your guys' thing. So Andy... I appreciate it, dude. We are going to move on to safeties and we've got Henry back with me for safeties Henry, my good man. Are you ready for safeties? I mean, yeah, might as well. Okay. We have four safeties. You get to pick. What's it going to be? So I think it's pretty
3: obvious. We're keeping Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. I mean, they're probably a top three, if not like the best safety duo in the league. And I think they complement each other perfectly. Cannot cut them. And so, how many do I have left? Let's see. So, I got the first two. How many do I have left? got two more. Two more. I think we keep DeMar Hamlin. I think he has a pretty good shot at making it. And then I think we also keep Jaquan Johnson.
2: Okay. I think that a lot of people are kind of locked into these four as being the four safeties. I think when you look at... You know, Tariq Thompson, you think, okay, maybe that's a player who makes previous Bills rosters. But Jaquan Johnson being in the system, being someone they trust on special teams, I think matters, especially when you look at some of the other things that were done on this 53-man roster projection. When you look at the fact that you got rid of Daryl Johnson, the fact that you don't really have the same corners that you thought you were going to have. I think Jaquan Johnson becomes more important because those two things are true. You lost a veteran when Andy decided to cut Taron Johnson. You probably don't want to go with two rookies behind Hyde and Poyer. So having Jaquan Johnson, who's been in this system, I think is really valuable. So, Henry, you did it. You did safeties. Thanks for jumping back on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for letting me speak again. All right, last one. Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, your mic is muted. And you are going to be here for what I think is clearly the most difficult set of position groups to pull off, which is specialists, because nobody has any idea what the Bills are going to do with specialists. That's for sure. But, Mike, who are you keeping, man?
8: I am honored, absolutely honored to pick the specials players. I'm going to go out on an absolute limb here and go with Tyler Bass. Uh, I think maybe uh, a punter named Matt Hack and uh, a really good um, long snapper named Reefer.
2: Personally, I'm shocked. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm absolutely floored. I, yeah. I said previously cutting Taron Johnson was the bombshell. I, just, I take it all back. This <laughs> was the bombshell. The highest paid, the highest paid long snapper in The NFL is going to make it, the punter contract that they really, you know, kind of committed to for at least a little bit, and the rookie kicker who set a Bills points record last year. So I think this is pretty obvious. Now, let me ask you something, because I want to have something to dialogue with you about, Mike. Sure. How did you feel about Corey Bohorquez leaving and Matt Hawk coming in? Were you like, eh, whatever? Were you a little perturbed after after Bohorkas had a, a pretty good year last year? Do you think, hey, you know what? Brandon Bean said they wanted somebody who was going to commit here long term, which is kind of weird for a GM to say, which implies that Bohorkas didn't want to do a long-term deal. And because of that, you're like, okay, well, if he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to be here. Like, how did you interpret that?
8: Yeah, uh, you know, the way I kind of thought about it was – You know, here's a guy, he he really had one good season, right? I don't think any of us going into last year were really pounding the table for Corey Bohorkas. So, you know, I do recognize that. I'm wondering if he just overplayed his hand a little bit. You know, he's going into a situation now where he's going to be in a competition, um, which is pretty shocking for somebody with his numbers last year. So maybe there's something underlying going on there. Like, not sure why someone with those types of kind of accolades coming off you know, a career year wouldn't get more interest than that. So I found that interesting. I mean, when I first heard about it, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you know, that, that punt against the Bills gets returned for like, you know, we, we all saw that. Um, we've all heard from Dolphins hands, their kind of opinions on him. Um, what I'm really hoping is he can be a little bit more consistent, um, in terms of, you know, not, uh, putting it in at the end zone. So. so, you know, if we can get that out of him, I'll be really happy.
2: Okay. Mike, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. 53-man roster projection done entirely by you. Uh, To recap, quarterbacks, we kept three. Allen, Trubisky, From. Running backs, we kept four. Moss, Singletary, Breida, Tywan Jones. Wide receiver, we kept six. Diggs, Beasley, Davis, Sanders, McKenzie, Hodgins. Tight end, we kept four. Knox, Hollister, Sweeney, Gillum. And they flat out said if we get Ertz... It goes Knox, Hollister, Sweeney, Ertz. Offensive lineman we kept nine. Dawkins, Feliciano, Morse, Ford, Williams, Brown, Butker, Bates, Doyle. Defensive line, we also kept nine. Hughes, Addison, Epinesa, Basham, Russo, Butler, Lotulele, Oliver, Phillips. Linebacker, we kept six. Milano, Edmonds, Klein, Matakiewicz, Dodson, Adams. Cornerback, we kept five. White, Neal, Jackson, Wallace, Wild Goose. Safety, we kept four. Hyde, Poyer, Hamlin, Johnson. Specialists, we kept three. Bass, Hawk, Ferguson. We did it. We absolutely did it. For those of you who have hopped on, after seven o'clock, I'm gonna make y'all a deal. I am gonna let you in on a little secret here live that the people who are listening to this podcast on Friday morning will not learn until Friday morning. When they boot up their podcast feeds. But I will only let you know if you go into the comments and tell me right now that you're going to keep this a secret. You cannot let anybody know on social media tonight. You got to let it sit until it pops up tomorrow morning. So if I have a deal between my listeners and you guys, I'm going to let you know a little secret. We're going to do it. Here's the secret. Now, next Friday, which is the 23rd, Friday, the 23rd of July. I'm going to be dropping a surprise podcast. Now, it's not a surprise because Bruce doesn't typically drop podcasts on Friday. He does typically drop podcasts on Friday. It is a surprise because it's something that I've been working on for a very long time. I really wanted to make sure I got it done before training camp started. That was important to me because when training camp started, you know, it's it's all about train camp stories. It's about things you hear. It's about observations. You can do a little bit of the summer lull sort of content, but you can't do this. And here's what I'm going to do. Some of my favorite television shows of all time are shows that include the likes of USA's Psych and Scrubs. Big fan of those shows. One of the things that some of my favorite shows of all time have in common is that occasionally, usually once in their entire run, but occasionally more than once, they will do an episode of their show that is entirely musical. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I have been joking about this for a long time, but I am actually going to do, I have recorded a fully musical version of the Bruce exclusive. I did it with my wife, we wrote a script, we recorded and wrote songs, we have been working on it for months. It is intended primarily to be comedy. It's intended to be funny. And it's going to be bizarre and it's going to be wild and it's going to be riotous. And I hope you get a kick out of it because that's what this is about. As much as I enjoy deep dives into deep, dives into deep philosophical content, ultimately this is entertainment. And I'm willing to laugh at myself and I'm willing to have you laugh at me in order to make this happen John in the comments says did she do all the singing gosh no no she did not but but she did do some so there's some Mrs. Nolan singing in there and there's a lot of Bruce Nolan singing in there and I wrote all the lyrics to all the songs which are parodies of popular top 40 songs from across the different charts that you may have heard of some of them are musical numbers some of them are from Disney movies, some of them are country, some of them are other genres, some of them are pop, some of them are from different decades. I tried to find a nice little mix, and it's going to be hilarious. And I have worked really, really hard on it, and I want it to be funny, and I want it to be entertaining, and I hope you all enjoy it, because I enjoyed making it. This was something that kind of started as a project for me and my wife, because I wanted to do something else with her, because if you remember correctly, last year, my wife and I did a food pod together. That's what we did. We did a food pod where we took Q&A from people about food takes, and I really enjoyed it, and people responded wonderfully. They're like, oh my gosh, your wife is so delightful. And I'm like, yes, I know. That's, that's why I married her. I've mentioned before, I married her after four months of dating, and I did that because I was very sure that she was out of my league, so that is why I did it, and I wanted to do this, and I wanted her to join me, and I didn't really want to do it alone. So we wrote a script together, we recorded it together, we worked on the songs together, we wrote the lyrics together, we did all this together. So it's a love letter from me and Mrs. Nolan to Bill's Mafia, and we do it through song. It's ridiculous, it's haphazardly awkward, it is funny, and I still laugh when I do it. And I'm okay. If people laugh at me about it, that's cool. I I don't, like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, one of the things that I think is really important is that we take the content seriously. We just don't take ourselves too seriously because this is supposed to be fun. We're talking and conversing about men running around on a football field wearing matching uniforms, throwing a ball. Let's not get too serious, ladies and gentlemen. It's supposed to be fun. And so that right there is what's coming for you a week from Friday. It will be in your podcast feeds on Friday, July 23rd. I hope you enjoy it. I hope that you have fun with it. I am excited to share that with you. Thank you so much for joining me for this final edition of the Bruce Exclusives Live on Spotify Green Room. Thank you to every single person who is here in the comments right now and has been with me throughout this time. Justin, Scatty, John, Evie, Sterling, Luke, Corey, Jack, Matt, Randy, Andy, Henry, Mike, Richard, Steve, all of the people who are or have been in these comments who have made this enjoyable for a guy who really doesn't feel comfortable doing live shows. You have made this a blessing for me. You did. Because without you, this would have been miserable. Without you jumping on... And being so unbelievably gracious to spend time out of your day to do this with me. This would have been miserable for me. This puts me on the spot. It puts me in an uncomfortable position. I can't I can't have any verbal missteps because I can't fix them in post-production. And I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and that stuff bothers me. And you guys made that okay. You made it okay because you were gracious and you accepted me. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Thank you for everything you've done for me. I hope I continue to make you proud. And for those of you out there who missed this live experience, that's okay. I love you guys too. Thank you for being a part of this with me. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rumblings.